<sighs> Let's do it. So not too long ago, I went on the Wandry Room courses. And uh, one thing I really like to do with the Wandry Room courses is I, I tend to go in there like how uh, how like a, a book fan goes into a bookstore. You know, they just read titles and whatever title gets them, you know, they just mine. You know what I'm saying? That's how I am with the great courses with Wandrium. I'm like, you know, I spent, you know, I was like, I spent so much money on this. I may as well utilize the heck out of it, right? And uh, there was one title that specifically, you know, caught my eye, and it was uh, Secret Societies. You know, it was a, a it was a lecture series about secret societies. <clears throat> and the thing that really has struck me the most about the secret societies is that, like, you know, ultimately it, it kind of goes, it kind of all, most of them start the same way. A group of people just get bored and decide to sort of create their own community within a community, and you know, the whole thing is that, like, the reason why it's so secret is because they do things that the community probably would frown on. And it's not always, like, sexual or, like, illegal or something. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just you know, um, like, let's just say there's a rule like, hey, don't eat spicy food. So people would just kind of get together, form a secret society just so they could eat some spicy food, you know, stuff like that. But my whole thing is that, like, I, my biggest problem is that, like, you know, like, so I was looking into it and I was talking to, you know, I was talking to the lady and um, she brought up how a lot of secret societies do tend to have, a, like, you know, there's a lot of secret societies that are connected to, like, Ivy League schools, right? And it just clicked in my head because, like, I never really thought about fraternities. I never really thought about, like, you know, because I don't, I don't, you know, I like, whatever interest I may have had in college died out the moment that I got there. And I realized that I wasn't cut out for it. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm just not good at writing essays, man. I'm like, I'm really not like, I, I can't write. I can't write an essay, like, or rather I can't write an essay and like make it look as professional as they like. You know what I mean? I don't like, I don't like listing works cited stuff. I don't like, um, you know, it, it's a, it's stressful enough because like, I'm already bad about writing the essay part in general, but then I have to cite my work and I have to, you know, I, I, it, it just feels like more work than it is, especially because the stuff that I want to do probably won't require an essay. Like I want to like, you know, make, I want to make films or I want to act or, you know, it's like, if, if I want to act, I don't think I'm going to write an essay for acting unless I play a character who has a writer essay for acting. You see what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah, college is definitely, like, I'm just not, and I, I'm not good at college, but that's neither here nor there. I, I don't envy people who go to college, though, you know, cause, but I do kind of dislike the idea that in order to basically have a good life in this country, you have to go to college because I've been doing the whole working, working, working thing. And all I've done is just, you know, the, I've, I've been grinding for a long time and I'm still grinding, if that makes sense. Meanwhile, like I'm seeing my friends or my family members who, you know, they got educated, got college educated and they get better jobs that pay them more money and stuff like that. And it's like, but that's neither here nor there. 
I, you know, the idea that there are secret societies in America, or rather there's like fraternities that kind of ultimately go into kind of pipeline into secret societies in America is a bad thing because everything in America is a pipeline to white supremacy. Not everything, not, not everything, but most things like it really stresses me out because it, it's like either things lead to white supremacy in this country or like they're trying to make things lead to white supremacy. Like it, it just, cause and that's kind of, I was sitting back and I was thinking about this because it really stressed me out how like, like just putting it all together. Like if, if you really think about it, like white supremacy has bled into society for a long time in America. And the more you look at it, it, it's not like people just grow up being white supremacists. It's not like people just, it's not like, you know, you're born a white supremacist. You got to kind of get incorporated into that society. And I remember there was this TikTok video that was being like shared like throughout uh, on Facebook. And it was about this lady talking about how, what they like, what races like to do is that like to host these things called like pool parties or like dinner parties or something. And, you know, like on the surface, regular dinner party. But like in reality, what they're doing is they're getting together and trying to find ways to manipulate their kids into maintaining the racist status quo. So it's like they will like ask, you know, like, how do I make it's like my kid isn't doing math well. How do I make it more racist? <laughs> it's like, well, what you do is you, you talk about the FBI statistics and you point out how black people are much more, you know, capable of doing crime than white people, blah, 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 probability, percentages. And, you know, every, you know, like you talk about like Jewish people or Latino people. And I'm, and uh, like, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this TikTok video and it's like, I believe it. Like, I wasn't shocked as much as I was just annoyed at the fact that, like, like, you know, one of the things that I kind of, and I, I, I feel really bad saying it like this, but uh, one of the things that I kind of wish that we were okay with was the Confederate flag. And, um, like, you know, like, uh, like my whole thing is that, like, if people are open about their racism, then we all know who to avoid. When they hide it, it's hard to know who is and who isn't until they get triggered by something. Like, for example, like right now, the, the, the you know, like they, they speak in code, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they won't say, they won't say, oh, we don't like this thing because we're racist. They'll say something like, oh, we don't like this thing because it's woke, which is code for it does something that we don't, we don't um, politically agree with, you know, stuff like that. And that just sort of stresses me out because it's like, like it's annoying because like we can't you know if they're not in our faces about it then we don't know who to avoid so it's like you know like every single time i'm in like a and that's kind of why i was uh bringing up how every they're trying to make white supremacists are trying to make everything into a pipeline to white supremacy for example like i'm i'm reading comics you know what i'm saying i'm reading comics i'm I go into a Facebook group or like I go into like a Twitter uh, in an online community about this comic. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you got people pointing out how they're upset because characters aren't like, you know, like superheroes aren't white men anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're not supposed to be like, you know, this is not a discussion to have. Like we should just be happy that evil is being subdued. 
And it's like, oh well, yeah, but what happens if the the if the villain is a white man? It's like for the longest time, a lot of comics, you know, where you know heroes and villains were happening, it was usually a white guy beating up another white guy. I mean, you know, Tony Zuko wasn't a minority. <laughs> At least I don't think. At least I hope not. <laughs> Tony Zuko, by the way, is a guy who killed the original Robin's parents. I've been reading up a lot on like DC comics. I've been trying to like since I got like the DC app, I've been trying to like read up on like the origins, the original origins of every character. Bruh, the original Robin, the series that introduced the original Robin is like 52 pages long, man. Like I realize now that I love like it is like it's an old comic too. So it's like it was made like what 1930s, 1940s around there. And it is is like so it's it's cool, but it's long. You know what I mean? Like today's comics is like about twenty six pages. This is like about good fifty two, fifty three pages. So half that, you know, a century, almost a century later. Also, isn't it kind of wild to say that nineteen thirty is almost a century ago? Like being a you know being a kid, you know what I'm saying, growing up in the nineteen nineties. If you told me that, like, some, like you know, somebody, you know, like, I would be looking at somebody in their 60s and being like, oh, that person is old. But now, if that person, like, there's people who are still living right now who saw those times, who probably was around before DC and Marvel were a thing. And, you know, you know, by the way, rest in peace to Stan Lee and, you know, but it's like, it's wild, though. It's just saying, it's just. Like time, if you think about time, is wild, man. It really is. But it, the fact of the matter is, is that like it really kind of stresses me out how in our society we kind of have this. It's like it's kind of wild how like you know in our society right now everything is slowly trying to incorporate itself into white supremacy. Like you can't talk about superheroes without somebody being mad that comic books are going woke. You know what I mean? And the whole like the whole perception is that like, you know, the original hero is supposed to be a white guy. You see what I'm saying? So it's like now they ultimately turn the narrative of like, you know, fighting evil into white supremacy. And that's kind of what that's like and that's just one way of them turning something into an agenda for them to support like that. And it's just wild to me because, like, if you really think about it, it do this with a lot of stuff. You know, like, look at sports. You know what I mean? Like, think about, you remember the uproar that Tiger Woods caused when he was, like, dominating people in golf? You know what I mean? Y'all already took basketball from us and football. You're not going to take away our golf. Oh, they're taking away our golf. Well, at least we still got tennis, you know? So you know, like that's that's the um that's the thing, man. It's just it's wild to me, dude. It's just wild because, like you know, everything in America is like you know, and because it's a secret society, you know, what I'm saying because I feel like it's kind of motivated by a secret agenda that's not really secret, but they're trying to make it secret by speaking in code and you know, like hiding in plain sight kind of thing. You know, because of that, you know, now it's harder to decipher who is and who isn't this way because it's like it's really easy to say 
oh, you're using the word woke because you're racist. And I was like, no, I'm using the word woke because it's woke. Okay, what's woke about it? See what I'm saying? But yeah, like I was just thinking about that. And that's kind of one of the big reasons why I like, I, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised that I think this way, considering my upbringing, considering where I came from, considering, you know, my life. Because, um, like, as I, I always say this, I, I love bringing up the fact that I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana is not New Orleans. It's, Baton Rouge. And, um, you know, it's my hometown is where I'm from is where I grew up. And, uh, but it's still Louisiana. Louisiana is, if there was a Richter, if there was like a way to measure like how South someplace is in comparison to another place, I 100% believe that Louisiana is like the Southiest place in America. It's like, you know, because you can say Texas, but like, you know, Texas is big. You know, you, you got to cut Texas up into like specific parts, you know. But in Louisiana, nah, it's just Louisiana. And Louisiana is southier than south. You know, we got the Bayou. You know, we, we got the, you know, we got the cages over there. You know, they talking like over there. Stuff like that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that because I'm from the city. But, um... You know, growing up in the South, you know what I'm saying? You know, first off, growing up black, you kind of just sort of had, you were being bombarded with like, you know, like uh, racism from both, like from both sides. It's like if you, because like, you know, black people are just reminding everybody, you know, by the way, those people had, you know, those people enslaved us roughly a century ago. And the white people are like, shut up, N-word. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it is like so you kind of get you kind of like you get bombarded with the same message two different ways by just by almost everyone and it's like oh, I know that they're racist already so it's like you kind of like that's that's like you know that's one thing and then there's the whole religion thing like boy oh boy growing up in the south means that you're going to get bombarded by religion all of the time okay like I'm talking like. I, I, I don't, I don't even, man, I can't even remember a time where I wasn't being bombarded with religion growing up because, you know, like my mom was just trying so hard to like get me into it. And I, that ultimately was kind of like the reason why I never did because, um, you know, the whole thing about religion, like my whole thing about religion is, is that like, you know, when you're a kid growing up, you're sort of pushed to this idea that um, God is going to like have your back and kind of like be like a personal genie where it's like you know if you pray he's gonna come to your rescue and uh that didn't happen for me and there was a lot of times where i needed it to happen for me and so it was like like i remember there was one song this one gospel song in particular it was like you know it go may not come if you wanna but he'll be there right on time this rant and ramble feels familiar i think i've talked about this before but i'm bringing it up again because like you know once again like i was actually into that for like i was actually into the whole religion thing 
until like my mom beat the until my mom beat the devotion right out of me like mid beating i'm like god can you at least get her to tell me what she's whipping me for and mom just kept wailing on me never explained never like to this day i still don't know what i did to get that butt whooping i don't even think my mom remember doing it so like i'll never know the answer and you know so it's like i just saw me getting my butt whooped for what felt like a billion years and just and i had to go right back to church that probably that following week but yeah it was just like you know you couldn't you can't really you know like you can't really have your kid um you know like believe you know kind of do the whole yay church thing after that plus like i say and like you know and the sad part is that like you know the more i look into religion the more i realize the religion is sadly another pipeline into white supremacy in america and it's crazy dude like like i think the thing that really kind of stressed me like it's not a surprise you know what i'm saying you know like they that but it is wild exactly like how it is wild exactly kind of how easy it is for these people to just immediately go from you know being religious folks to just thinking that like their race is the best race and everybody else is just sort of not be existing anymore i'm assuming it's just it's crazy to me because like like if my religion was telling me if 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 i had a religion and my religion was basically trying to convince me that like other people should suffer because i have a certain skin color i wouldn't follow that religion anymore you know what i mean so it's like in order for you to like still be loyal to your religion after they try to push an agenda on you, like, you know, like, I, I there was this one dude, I forgot his name, uh, he, he was, he, in the middle of a sermon, he was like, we ain't gonna talk, it's like, you know, ain't no Democrats up in this church, I'm like, did this dude just say that? Out loud? Like, on a microphone? This dude, it's like, it's like, at some point, if you, if y'all, as soon as you heard the word Democrat, you gotta leave, bro. Like that, this dude is basically like telling you, "Hey, this is you know, like we are a church full of Republicans." You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, well, what about the what about the Repub- You know, the, the the churches that are Democrat that talk smack about the Republicans? They're just as bad. But like, the reason why you know why I don't hear about them as often as I hear about the other ones because they're not as popular. Like, how often do you hear about a Democratic church? And how often do you hear about a Republican one? I mean, especially like in the South, man. In the South, if you if you if you if you so much as say that you're a Democrat, like I'm pretty sure like half your half your fan base would probably be like, you just lost a fan. See, I don't like what Joe Biden is doing right now. What is he doing? Not being Trump. <laughs> I hope you guys can hear me. I know I'm really far away from the microphone, but that's only because if I talk too close to it, I I say uh, my P's and my B's and my S's kind of weird, and I don't want people to just hear the spit coming out of my mouth when I do it. So like spit, you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't know if you heard it, but I just did a part with that. So I'm being as far away from the microphone as I can. But you know, empty room. Um, walls are kind of like 
not blocked by nothing. So I hope that the acoustics in this room is sort of like making me clear to understand. <sighs> but with that being said, though, yeah, like the white supremacy pipeline is like, I don't, I'm not going to say it's massive, but I will say it has a lot of like, um, it has a lot of paths that go into it. And like, I, and my whole thing is growing up Southern, you know, like I was always, I actually was almost that kid. Like the Klan never did anything to me. So why are we still complaining about racism? I was that guy very brief, like for very briefly, you know what I'm saying? Cause I am like, you know, I still believe that logic by the way, but I don't believe that we should stop talking about racism anymore because it's like, yeah, I do agree that McLean hasn't done anything to me or to anybody that I know, hopefully, and to not to anybody that I know. But, you know, you know, I do believe that that is a thing, but I also believe that they're always plotting. They're always trying to do something. Like, they almost, they took over a city because, like, you know, then they, they blacked out a city because of a drag, because of a, a, a drag reading. Two things that will piss off. Two things that will upset a uh, white supremacist: a person in drag and reading. Now in front of my kids, ain't nobody reading to my kids. My kids are gonna grow up illiterate. Hey, did y'all hear Bo Dean say a big word? That depends on what he said. I think he said, "Oh, what." Uh, Rick. Dang it, I don't even know what he wrote. Shut up. But yeah, so there's uh, there's that. But yeah, like that's what I'm saying. It's just it's just wild to me because like these the thing that really kind of hurts me the most about these pipelines that from white supremacists is that like it's actually it's sad because these people are good natured. They're just dumb. You know what I mean? Like, they actually do have good intentions. Like, like everybody wants to protect their family. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to protect their children. Everybody kind of, you know, wants to help people. Everybody kind of wants to be a good person. And But the problem is, is that, like, you know, these people are easily manipulated into kind of just being told, hey, we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. Everything we say is right. Everything they say is wrong. Follow us. Never follow them. And once you get people into that kind of perspective, that kind of way of thinking, like people with sense is going to be like, why are you guys always right? You know what I'm saying? You know, well, because we just are. And it's like, going, okay, I'm out because that's not, that's, that, that's, that's weird. That's weird. Nobody should trust that. But, you know, then you got like people who just want something to follow and want somebody to just kind of tell them what to do, and like I say, they 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 just want to be they just want to be good people, and they want somebody to tell them how to be a good person, and they're willing to kind of just sort of like take the advice from anyone. And the sad part is, is that the anyone that they're taking the advice from are some of the most terrible people in the country, if not the world. And I get, and part of me is just like. It's just wild, bro. It's just wild. You know? Because, and that's why I say that they're dumb. Like, I, I, like I'm like i not, and it's like, 
I don't want to say that they're dumb because they don't know what's wrong. I think that they're dumb because when they find out, like, they're dumb because they're easily manipulated. And they stay dumb because, and they're dumb because they stay dumb after you tell them that they're being manipulated. Like, I know that, you know, kind of, I, I understand that, you know, um, you know, deactivating the device requires a lot of steps. So not deactivating the device, huh? Like, I understand the reverse version of brainwashing and, like, getting rid of brainwashing involves kind of, like, you know, it, it is a very delicate process. But it shouldn't be, you know, there's people that are adults who have lived life and seen things, heard things, encountered people, talked to people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you had a whole life before this thing convinced you of what it convinced you of. And you're going to seriously sit here and tell me that with all of your life experience that you're going to believe some schmo who tells you that they're always right and you should follow them and you should listen to them and only them because the other guys are the bad guys. There's no way. There's no way, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the world. I don't, I don't understand the world. I don't get things. It's just, it's just confusing to me. Uh, and it's like, it's so sad, man. It's like, you're an adult, you know what I'm saying? You don't need somebody to tell you how to be a good person. Just like, you know, if, if you want to, like, I feel like there's no right way to be a good person because you're always going to upset somebody. But I feel like simply knowing that fact is enough to make you a decent person because it's like, as long as you know that, as long as you know you don't want to hurt anyone and you don't want to hurt yourself, I like to believe that you're a good person based just based on that. Because, you know, but also I want to believe that, like, if somebody tells you that you're not helping, you should be smart enough to accept the fact that you aren't helping and then just leave the situation alone. And these cats can't do that. That's the reason why I'm not a Republican, because, like, I have I have too much empathy. If you tell me that if you tell me that I'm hurting you, I'm going to stop or I'm going to at least ask you, "Hey, you know, like, hey, how can I not hurt you anymore? Like, how can I stop hurting you?" But it's like like how can I stop hurting you? Meanwhile, these sociopaths, like if you were to say if they believe that they're hurting you, they're going to continue to do it because you just need to toughen up. You need to toughen up and accept it. Like, that's that's not how life is, bro. Things are always changing. Get with the times, get with the changes, or get left behind. That's how it's supposed to be. We're not, we shouldn't be trying to go backwards. You know what I'm saying? We got technology now. We have social media now, which, by the way, is great, <laughs> Social media, the, the fact that Donald Trump was president around during the peak of social media is spectacular because like, I mean, you can't, he couldn't like my whole, like one thing about politics and one thing about politicians is they couldn't, they had, they used to be able to hide behind things. You know what I mean? Like social media was not popping. So it's like, if you did something stupid, if we did something stupid, the whole, like, you know, people just didn't know unless they cared about politics. Are you serious? I need to know. I hope that that did not get as lit as 
it did, bruh, it's still booming. I don't know what that was. I'm just glad that it's not like in. I'm just glad that it's like not in the driveway. But it's still booming though. It feels like it's in the driveway. That doesn't sound like it's going away. That's just bogging me now. But yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like my whole thing is that like, yeah, get with the times and get left behind. We should not be trying to go backwards right now because like back in the day, if you were a politician, the only people who would know about your shortcomings were either other politicians or people who follow politics. Now, everybody knows. Everybody knows your your your, your secrets. Everybody knows what's going on. Which, by the way, another on another note here, I feel like politicians. I feel like the the higher up the political ladder you go, the less privacy you should have. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're going to be like, you know, I'm granted there are some things in America that should be kept secret, but a politician's private life is not one of them. If you, if we voted for you to get to where we need to be at, if we voted for you to do things, we need to know who you are as a person. We need to know at all times. Like, you know, I'm not going to vote for a complete stranger. I'm voting for my homie. You better become my homie. Mad quick. Shoot. Where you live at? Let's hang out. I know that sounds creepy, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I still, I stick by that. But, uh, you know, I don't want to go to full 30. Y'all have a good one. You know, take it easy. Love and peace. And uh, don't get sucked into any white supremacist pipelines, please. I'm going to go see what that loud noise was. Not really. I'm black. <laughs>